It was called The Last Battle. It was the final book of seven called The Chronicles of Narnia, and it was released in 1956. The first book in the series, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe by C.S. Lewis. The series wasn't just fiction. I have come home at last. This is my real country. I belong here. This is the land I've been looking for all my life, though I never knew it till now. A favorite quote from The Last Battle, spoken by a unicorn named Jewel. If you've read the book like I did to my kids, there is a false Aslan, the great lion symbolizing Christ. Many were misled, the final battle between good and evil. And then the real Aslan returns to lead his people into a new Narnia similar but better than before. Recognize those themes? C.S. Lewis took them from the book of Revelation. Read it. Be blessed. God promises. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're wrapping up a series here on Friday called Homeward Bound. You and me, Sunday driving, not Recorded back in 1969, but released in 1970 on Let It Be, the very last Beatles album. The song is called Two of Us, but was originally named On Our Way Home. Isn't that interesting? There are so many songs about home. Do a search on Spotify or Apple Music. Almost every major artist at one time has a song with home in the title, or sings about heading home in some way. Home is hardwired into humanity. As believers, we know this present life is not our home. We have something better we're looking forward to. Like the unicorn in the last battle, we can feel it's just not right here on earth. And we long to be in our eternal home that Christ is preparing for us right now. That's where we're going. And it's far greater than what we have here. I'm reminded of another saying, Wise words from a different source, Mark Twain, famous American author and humorist, he gave us such treasures as Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. He once said history doesn't repeat itself, but it sure does rhyme. Any historian knows that to be true. But for those of us who believe and read God's word, we know it to be true too. So in these next few minutes together, I want to look at the well-written poem that God has been creating since the creation of the world, from Eden to eternity, from Genesis to Revelation. We see his creative hand at work to bring his people home. So stay with me, and let's be blessed together as we look at the final chapters in the final book of God's Holy Word. The revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. It's like you're listening to a Broadway production, isn't it? But that is actually how the double CD called The Revelation begins. And when you realize that the entire book was recited from memory by Karen Heimbach, you'll be amazed. And behind her, the music score by the London Symphony Orchestra, 
Karen brings revelation to life. And as you listen to God's word being spoken aloud, you'll be blessed because the Bible says you will be. We'll hear more from this production a little later in the program. And then you can contact us afterwards. You can make a minimum gift to the ministry. And we'll send you a copy of the Revelation as our thanks from this listener-supported ministry. And if you know someone else who you'd love to share this with, make a gift for them as well and give us their address and name and we'll send it directly to them as well. No charge. Our number after the program is 800 654 2836. 800-654-2836. Or go online and check out a short feature on our website on the making of the Revelation Project and then make your gift. You can do that when you visit us at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And now let's open with somebody we've had on the program before, Andrew Peterson. Do you feel the world is broken? Do you feel the shadows deepen? We do. But do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting through? We do. Do you wish that you could see it all made new? Thank you. 
Is he worthy? From his Resurrection Letters, Volume 1, Andrew Peterson. Here on this Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris on a program called Homeward Bound. So many things in the Old Testament point us to Jesus. It's one reason we say the Bible is the great story that's all about Jesus. Everything pointing to him, that's the tune that the scriptures sing. Christ is always the rhyme that resolves the melody. King David, the great shepherd, was setting the tune for Christ, the good shepherd, to lead his people home, his sheep. Moses, the Lord's chosen instrument to lead Israel out of slavery, sounds a lot like Jesus, God's beloved son, chosen to save all of his people once and for all. The Bible is full of these rhymes, but there's one hiding in plain sight that we don't hear about too often. It's like when I go to my bookshelf. I usually ignore the two large books on either side that hold all the others in place. We don't tend to think about the very beginning and how the garden The paradise of all creation is a perfect rhyme to the very end, a city, the perfection of the new creation. It goes without saying that both are created by the Lord, they are works of his hands, so they're similar in that way, but it goes much deeper than that. Listen to how John describes the very end and see if you can't hear that old melody that started in Genesis 1 and 2. heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. Will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, or mourning, or crying, or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega the beginning and the end. To him who is thirsty, I will give to drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. He who overcomes will inherit all this, and I will be his God. I did not see a temple in the city, because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb is its Lamb. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and His servants will serve Him. They will see His face, and His name will be on their foreheads. 
There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun. For the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. The angel said to me, These words are trustworthy and true. The Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, sent his angel to show his servants the things that must soon take place. Behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy in this book. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I had heard and seen them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who had been showing them to me. But he said to me, Do not do it. I am a fellow servant with you and with your brothers, the prophets, and of all who keep the words of this book. Worship God. Then he told me, Do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, because the time is near. Portions of Revelation 21 and 22, recited for us by Karen Heimbach from the Revelation Project. John was absolutely stunned when the Lord showed him what our heavenly home will be like. He tells us a little more after that, that when he saw these things, he fell down to worship, overwhelmed at their beauty. And we will be too one day to come. But did you hear the rhymes? The ways that the very end sound a lot like the very beginning? Let me share with you what I heard. The very first line of the Bible sounds like this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. John, in Revelation 21, said he saw a new heaven as well as a new earth. Same order, same rhythm. And as John looked on, he said, God's dwelling place is now among the people. That's what we long for in our broken world. But Adam and Eve had that. The Lord walked with them there in that garden. The Lord officiated the very first wedding. He gave Eve to Adam. The garden was the first dwelling place of God as well as man. John didn't see a temple because there was no need for one. The Lord God Almighty and the Lamb, Jesus Christ, will be the temple. But what is a temple? It's not only a place to make sacrifice. That part has been fulfilled by the Lamb. The temple is a place to enter God's presence, a place where everything you do is worship. The temple is the place where we meet the Lord. Well, that was the garden, wasn't it? The Lord was there dwelling with Adam and Eve. They met with him there. They worshiped him there, and he covered them in his glory. In the very beginning, there was a river flowing through the Garden of Eden. It was a picture of life, abundance, nourishment, not a surprise that John saw the river of the water of life flowing through the new city in Revelation. All of these and more sing to us the tune that was set all the way back going to Genesis. The end rhymes perfectly with the beginning. But think back to the two wise words I shared earlier. The end is better than the beginning. History doesn't repeat itself, but it sure does rhyme. What does that mean? It means the new heavens and the new earth sound like the very beginning, but they're in a much higher key. Our hope isn't to go back to the garden. Our hope is in the perfect place that's on its way. The end will be better than the garden. How? Three trees give us the answer. The garden was perfect. 
There was no sin, no fatal flaw built in that would send it crashing down. The Lord himself called it very good. It was perfect, in fact, but it was vulnerable. There was Satan lurking in the shadows. Adam and Eve, even though they had no sin, were able to sin. The Lord gave them two trees, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It was an opportunity to them to choose life, to choose allegiance with the Lord, to reject the enemy's schemes. But they fell. Paradise was lost. They took and ate from the forbidden tree, and they lost the other. The tree of life was blocked, and there was no way back. This history could not repeat itself. But here's the rhyme, a very third tree, the rugged cross. The Old Testament said anyone hanged on a tree is cursed. Adam and Eve were cursed. They were thrown out of the garden, unable to return to their tree of life by themselves. But Christ, hanging on the third tree, opened the way back to the tree of life. And that's exactly what John saw at the very final book in Revelation, isn't it? The river of life was flowing from the Lamb's throne. And what was on either side of that river? The tree of life, bearing fruit every month for anyone who wanted to take and eat. And here's the better part. This one cannot be lost. The garden was vulnerable. Our heavenly home is eternally secure. Paradise may have been lost, but in Christ we never again need to be found. That's our hope. Not a return to the beginning, but the climax of this symphony the Lord has been conducting all along. Do you hear the music of the gospel? By faith, trust in him. Let him tune your heart so you can sing along as you live your life homeward bound.
one of their prayers of the saints, Sovereign Grace, and come, Lord Jesus, on Haven Today in a program called Homeward Bound, the book of Revelation. Yes, it can be a hard book to understand. Many of us have stayed away from it because of the strange imagery or hard-to-understand texts. And yet the first chapter says, Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. You'll be blessed when you listen to Karen Heimbuck's two-CD set called The Revelation. You heard chapter 20 and 21 just a few minutes ago. It's so powerful, and I've been encouraged to hear from so many listeners to this program who've asked for a copy for themselves or for someone they love. Richard in Wisconsin, Nora in British Columbia, and Patricia in Arkansas all made a gift for the CD set and so many more than I can name right now. Thank you for blessing Haven today, and I know you're going to be blessed as you hear the revelation. What about you? Won't you call us right now? And the number to call is 800-654-2836. That's 800-654-2836. Make your minimum gift and request your copy of the revelation and do it today. Or you can visit us online and hear some excerpts from this special project. You can even watch the short documentary on the project with behind-the-scenes footage. Just visit us at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Finally, would you pray about becoming a Haven partner like Darlene in Texas? These are friends of the ministry who pray regularly and give automatically monthly, partnering with us to share this great story. We have some special perks for our partners and your regular giving helps smooth out the ups and downs especially that are here this time of year ask about becoming a haven partner when you call or read more about it when you visit us online i'm charles morris thank you for joining me won't you come back again next time when again we get to share together the great story it's all about jesus here on haven today Here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. If the narrow road of faith was going to be a cakewalk, Jesus wouldn't have said whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. As she was dying of cancer, the late blogger and author Kara Tippetts wrote the following for Anchor. She said, I treasure the one thing I can hold on to, Jesus Christ. More accurately, he is holding on to me, and while he does so, I can release my tight grip on what I expected my life to be. And you know, that can be true for all of us. Following Jesus means letting go of our tight grip on life. Only then can we know the joy and peace our hearts truly long for. Start receiving Anchor Devotional in print monthly at no cost. Just visit GetAnchor.com.